fearless and successful podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. <laughs> Designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation. So I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. Whenever you're tuning in, I am super, super pumped for this interview because we have a returning guest and that means only one thing. It was so good that we needed to do the part two. Kathleen Melvin, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time sharing with your audience last time and I'm super excited to be back with you. And um, it happened a lot of things between the first recording and this one. Not only you moved, <laughs> which I, I remember because uh, my best friend, one of the closest friends actually lives in North Carolina, just saying hi to Joey. But also you kind of transitioned into from being a copywriter to now being a full TEDx coach. And this is what we want to talk about today, right? Yeah, so I am still also copywriting. That's still part of my business. But because I work with messaging for businesses, the the TEDx coaching just sort of slid right up into there um, in a really lovely way so that I can do both of those things under the umbrella of messaging. Yeah, super, super exciting. And just to give people like a quick uh, intro. So Kathleen is a TEDx coach and copywriter whose insights has been featured via TEDx, Thrive Global, Fempreneur Online, The Writing Cooperative and other outlets. I know that you have been doing so much with publicity, like you can find Kathleen anywhere like literally um with a degree in theater performance and over a decade as an actor director writer editor and educator kathleen draws on her diverse experiences to help mission-driven experts design and deliver their world changing messages through tedx coaching and done for you copywriting services when she's not writing or coaching you might find kathleen baking something delicious made of chocolate or reading in the sunshine with her very snuggly and loudly purring cat Tucker. Hi, Tucker. If you're anywhere around, uh, we love all the kids, cats <laughs> and all the, the, the you know, um, all the things that are uh, actually contributing to these um, experiences. <laughs> Kathleen, tell me where are you now? And we're going to link also the first part. Uh, tell, tell me where are you now with your TEDx coaching journey? So what sort of happened is I had given my own TEDx talk. And as I was getting ready for it to come out online, I was talking with other business owners in my network and they were looking at my upcoming TEDx talk and they were looking at my background, which covers a whole lot of ground. I started out as a competitive speaker in high school. That was my sport of choice as a speaker and debater. 
And then my degree is actually in theater performance. And I spent over a decade working as an actor and a director before I transitioned fully into copywriting and editing. So I have all this experience as a speaker, an actor, a director, a writer, an editor. And people were looking at that and going, you know, I want to give a TEDx talk. If I get one, can you coach me? And getting those questions from a few different people in my community, I just felt like it was such a beautiful way to use all of those skills and very, very aligned with, like I said before, the messaging work that I was already doing. And it just felt really good. So I put together a program and I've been working with clients now on uh, on that on that program for the last six months or so. And it's just, it's so fantastic, Dee. It's, I, I love doing that work. I love taking my clients through the whole process because it can be sort of, it can be a, a, a big sort of overwhelming process when you look at it as an observer. And so to have someone hold your hand and say, okay, this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing next. I think can be really helpful in actually getting people all the way to their goal of standing on the red dot and giving their really powerful TEDx talk so that it can start rippling out through the world. Yeah, that is just so powerful. And I think more now than ever, like people are ready to speak and to share their message. I think we are just done with everything, like being uh, behind the Zoom screens and people are just excited to get out there. And TEDx is such a big and powerful sta stage. And for me as well, it's, it's one of the goals that I want to reach. So let's dive into the two mistakes that are keeping you from landing your TEDx talk. Let's go deep and let's go into the tangibles. So that's your expert these and I want to hear it all because I'm so so ready absolutely so it's gonna sound a little funny and because I'm gonna say the two together and then I'll dive deep into them but one of the mistakes is going too broad and the other mistake is not going broad enough <laughs> so those sound like they're conflicting but they're not so the first one going too broad is all about your idea worth spreading. So TED and TEDx have what they call the idea worth spreading, which is your message. That is the thing that you want to share with the audience, with the world. And so sometimes people will come up with an idea worth spreading that they don't bring down to a granular enough idea because you only have the max, max, max that you can possibly speak at a TEDx event is 18 minutes. So it's very different than if you've given, you know, a signature talk that's 60 minutes or a keynote that's 90 minutes. You've got max 18 minutes. And Not some you're events, Tony Robbins, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Some events will limit you even further because every TEDx event is independently organized. They get to set their own rules underneath the TED umbrella of rules. So TED says you can only go up to 18 minutes, but a TEDx event might say, you know, we want to get 20 speakers in. We're going to limit you all to eight or we're going to limit you all to 10 or 12. So Having your idea that is really specific, really concise and clear 
is so essential to creating that application that the committee is going to look at and say, we absolutely need this person on our stage under this theme. Um, another way that sometimes people go too broad is about the theme of the event. So every TEDx event or nearly every 99 out of 100 are going to give themselves a theme for their event. And that's usually something that is um, quite flexible. It might be like reinvention or looking back or moving forward or something like that. So there's a lot of flexibility in how you get your idea to fit under that umbrella of the theme. But you do want to make sure that you are specific in your application to reflect those kinds of words back or to specifically say, you know, this is your theme and this is how my specific topic, my idea worth spreading is going to help serve your theme and further your theme. So that's another way that you want to avoid being too broad and get really specific in your application. And then moving on to the second rule or the second mistake that I see people making, unless you have questions or thoughts or feelings that you want to share about that first one. Yeah. So my first question would be like when regarding the theme. So if, if people are considering to apply for, for the TEDx, um, usually what I don't, I, I don't know, but usually there is an application that is just for the city. It's not specifically to the team. How can they go, go about it? So, or they apply happens, for the specific TEDx talk. Each event is going to have their own application. So, and it's not even necessarily a citywide. They're they're based and named for a location. So that could be a neighborhood, that could be a whole city, that could be anywhere in between. Um, so within a single city, like in you know, take somewhere giant like New York City there are a ton of different TEDx events that happen. There's um, there's TEDx Harlem. There's, you know, there's TEDx that's named for the different um, areas in the city. And each of them is going to have their own, own application process. Some events, it's just an application. It's an online form you fill out. Maybe they'll have you attach a video or some photos or a link to other speaking that you've done. Some of them, it's a longer process. So you'll apply and that's just the first step. And then they'll pick a handful of people to go to, to a Zoom interview or something like that. Some of them even have a level where you go and do an in-person audition. So it's very different depending on which events you're applying for. Yeah, very, very helpful. So, uh to to just find those uh, events that are in your area, you just can go in and search on their TEDx page, right? Yeah, on TED.com, there's a page. Um, if you just Google like TED TEDx events, that page on TED.com will pull up and it has a map of the whole world. And every year there are over 3,500 TEDx events across the globe. So you can narrow it down to location, whether you're wanting to stay local to you, whether you're wanting to give a TEDx talk somewhere where you would like to travel. Um, it's not 
and it's fortunately not a super user-friendly page, um, but you can definitely get started finding which events exist. And then just go back to Google. If you see TEDx Manchester on the map and you're like, oh, that's near me. I want to go find out more information. Just go back to Google and Google TEDx Manchester and find their specific website, but it won't be, usually won't be linked directly to the TED site. Super, super helpful, clear. Let's go to the second one. So second one is being not broad enough. <laughs> and what I mean by that is sometimes people will say, I really, really, really want a TEDx talk. I want to get on the TEDx stage. I know it's so important. I know it can grow my credibility. I know it can get me visible. I know that it helps facilitate business conversations and get clients and all of that. But I only want to speak at TEDx Chicago. That's the only event that I'm going to apply for because I really like that one and it's right near me and that's all I'm going to do. And so I like to encourage people to think about applying for TEDx in a same in the same way that a lot of people are taught to apply to university. So you sort of have three different tiers. You have your I really, really want this event. I would cry happy tears if I got into this event. You have that tier. You have your middle tier, which is some of these I'll probably get into. Like it's a little bit of a crapshoot at that level, whether I get into this one or I don't get into this one, but they're they're semi-safe, but a little bit of a stretch. And then you have your what people call your safety schools, which are events that you can get yourself into no problem. And so you have this whole range, this very broad scope of different kinds of events. Maybe some of them are newer or smaller. Maybe some of them are the ones that are, have been going for 10 years now and are really established, but you give yourself then the best chance of getting getting accepted and getting to select which of the events you really, really want to say yes to when they, when they accept you. Yeah, that is super clear. And it makes so much sense because I think, and I love the actually analogy of universe applying to university. That's so, <laughs> so, um, so, so good. Uh, what would you say like, in, so this is all clear. I love how, how they are they are making so much sense and and this is not probably the only thing that people can miss when they are applying what would you say that there are like still some of the the things that they need people need to consider when they are applying and eventually getting on the talk so i think that that something when i tell people to go broad and apply to a lot of different places I also like to make sure that I give a caveat, which is that doesn't mean that you're copy and pasting your application to, you know, however many places I've, I don't know anyone personally who's had this experience, but I have heard through the grapevine that some people apply to 60 or 70 or 80 different events before they get accepted. And I don't think that should ever have to happen to you. <laughs> I think that if you are clear on your idea and then you customize your applications along the way, that 
if you apply to 12, 15, maybe 20 events, that one of them will be your event. Um, and so while yes, go broad, pick events in those three different ranges, also make sure that you're spending the energy, you're investing the time into each of those applications to make them really clear. So that's kind of the marriage of those two, those two um, guidelines of getting specific, but also staying broad um, to really hit that sweet spot that you're going to, you're going to see the best success with. Yeah. Nice. What would you say people who are wondering um, maybe like, oh, but it's, it's easy for you. You had so much publicity wins and you already appeared in all these good stuff. Like, and you mentioned also, you have to maybe um, apply with the video of your previous speaking engagement and for some people that's just not the case they might not have all these how much of a relevance that is so first thing I want to say that when I applied for my TEDx talk I didn't have those things I had been I had started my business um a few months beforehand and I didn't have much publicity yet. I had maybe gone on, on a handful of podcasts. Um, certainly I, I had had this background as a performer, but that wasn't really, re that wasn't something that I mentioned in my, um, in my application outside of my bio. And so what I would encourage you to consider is you want to have some foundation of comfort of public speaking, but that doesn't mean that you have had to go give a speech somewhere. Um, Ted actually prefers non-circuit speakers. So people who don't go from stage to stage and talk to different audiences, what they're really looking for is that idea worth spreading that's coming from your unique experience and your unique perspective. So when you decide, you know, TEDx is something that I'd really like to do. If you don't have, if you've never done a Facebook live, or you've never been a guest on a podcast, or you've never hosted your own workshop or webinar, even if it's online, do a handful of those things, go live a few times, get on a couple podcasts, give your create your own zoom stage and get your feet wet in that way because that also then gives you yeah you can send them a link to if it's a podcast with video absolutely that counts or you can send them a link to the workshop that you gave over zoom those are all sort of like easy easy entry points to get you the little bit of comfort and experience that I want you to have before you submit your application to a TEDx event. Yeah, so, so good. So inspiring. I love, this is really tangible. This is so good. Um, yeah, let's close the loop maybe with what inspired you to, you, you, you mentioned that you were just like in your business. And I know that afterwards mm -hmm. you actually work very, very closely with, with both, Selena Sue is both of our mentors. So, and, and mm -hmm. I think that publicity was a big key for you afterwards. And 
one, one question that I have, what inspired you to do the TED? And the second question is, what was the benefit of it afterwards? So starting from the first point, I had known for a really long time that I was interested in the TEDx stage, even before I started my first business, which I started way back in 2012. I, because I had had this experience as a speaker in high school, and then TEDx talks started coming online. The first TEDx event happened in, in 2009. Um, and so for a couple of years before that, TED talks were online and then the TEDx starts, so TEDx started as well. And I was watching these um, really like per perspective changing pieces that people were were sharing. And I thought this feels this feels so familiar to what I had done as a competitive speaker. And it felt like home in a lot of ways. And so I knew that that's something that I, I put on, I put on a list of like, someday I will do this. But at the time it wasn't my focus. And then fast forward a decade, over a decade, <laughs> I had made a significant life change and I had gone through that experience and just had some sort of like epiphanies that I was like, people need to hear. People need to hear that this is an experience that you can have and it's okay to do something different. Um, and if you watch my TEDx talk, it's called The Brave Leap Sideways. You'll hear the whole story. But because I had already been looking forward to a time when I could give a talk on that stage, when when this occurred to me, like people need to people need to be told this is okay. Um, I was like, oh, this is my this is my TEDx talk. This is the idea worth spreading. This needs to be heard, and so it just in in like a moment shifted for me and became concrete and became something that I wanted to do. So I had had that experience in um in like the early part of that year. And then I started doing research, got really overwhelmed trying to do research because I'm very much an information gatherer and there isn't a lot of really accessible, clear information out there about TEDx and getting your questions answered. So I eventually decided like, I'm just going to dive in. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it scared. And I applied that April, got accepted that summer and gave my talk the following November. So it was about like a six month timeline from the time that I gave my, or the time that I applied to the time that I eventually gave my talk. Um, so that was the like inspiration, how did it start kind of idea. And then as far as how it has changed things, you've mentioned that I've gotten quite a bit of publicity. I've been on quite a few podcasts. My goal is to get up to 50 podcast episodes by the end of this year. And so much of that, those doors have opened not only to the to being on people's podcasts and getting access to their audiences that way and sharing my ideas, my expertise, and my insights that way, but also people who have reached out to me and said, hey, I want you to come talk. I have a paid membership or I have a coaching group and they could really use your expertise. 
And so bringing me in just into seeing other people's audiences this year, my copywriting services were sold out for the year by end of August, maybe early September. I had the rest of my year booked out, um, which makes like makes life super stress-free and flexible because now I'm like, I can put all of my energy into something else because I don't have to be marketing myself as a, as a copywriter in that moment. And so those are the sorts of effects, results that I have personally experienced. But my TEDx talk isn't about my business. My TEDx talk has nothing to do with my business. So I've been able to achieve all of that because of my TEDx talk, even though my TEDx talk doesn't doesn't lead people toward me as an expert. It's just a it's an experience about life. It's a it's a life experience talk. And so if you choose to use TEDx to say, look at my professional expertise, look at my professional insight, come to me with questions about this thing that my business is on, that's gonna that's going to just maximize all of those results for you too. Wow. Yeah, that's so, so good. Wow. So many nuggets. <laughs> so good. Like I've been trying to get on the TEDx or I, I'm meaning to apply for so many years. And, and this just gave me like so much clarity. So this is super, super cool. And you also mentioned and and I'm we're gonna link on both your TED talk and also our our first show, um, where you talk about all, all of this transitions and what you did scarcely but I want to know just in this in this season of your life what was one thing that you did it scared scared and now when you look back is like oh I'm so glad that I did it oh my goodness so many things I'm trying to figure out like what is what's one I want to share um, I know probably people are thinking like she got on a TEDx stage. That's probably the most freaking scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something that was really scary in a different way was my first business. Before 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 you start, yeah. I wa also want to just give a little teaser. Like Kathleen actually got on her um, university of her dreams and she decided to 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 quit yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. And that was a very <laughs> scary moment for her that she shared in our first episode so if mm -hmm. you think that you met all our fearless guests like she is the fierce embodiment of the fears like seriously so I really want to listen to what was the the next fear step <laughs> Yeah. So that was, you're absolutely right. That was definitely a really scary thing. Um, the one that, that had come to mind was when I was in my first business, I co-founded it. So I had a business partner and before we started the business, she was my best friend. She is still my best friend. When we went into business together, we had said, you know, this this has the potential to ruin things. And we're always going to prioritize the relationship over the business. And we did. And it was really scary when it became time for me 
to leave the industry, leave the theater industry and leave that organization to say, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This isn't, this isn't the business that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. And having that, that really hard conversation when I knew that like she was, she was not ready. Cause we had had that, we had had that talk for quite a while before I was finally like, even if you're not ready, I'm ready. And I'm, I need, we need to make a plan for me to get out. Um, so, so yeah, I would say that that was a really scary thing to, to finally be like, no, this is, this is not it. Um, it's, we, we call, we, when we, we talk about it together, we call it a business divorce because it feels a lot like, like when you're in a long-term romantic relationship and you're like, I can't keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is a brave thing. I just want to acknowledge that because any, you know, especially if you want to keep up and you said you're still best friends. And I think it's just so important to have that conversation and just to stay honest to yourself and true, like really being in your truth. If it's not working, it it's just going to be draining for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good lesson to take. If you don't feel that something is good for you, just have a conversation. It's the best thing that you can have, like really to give to the relationship that you're in, whether that's professional or personal. So yeah, kudos to you. That's, that's a good thing. Thank you. Um, where can people find about more about you? Like, where is where do you want to hang out with our listeners? <laughs> so the first place that I want to direct people to is on my website. I have a resource for you if you are thinking about getting started with TEDx, because one of the mistakes further on in the process that I see people make is not knowing maybe not even a mistake, but just not knowing how much time to give yourself, how much time is it going to take me to write this, to edit it? How much time will it take me to memorize it? And so I've created a calendar and a checklist that I call my TEDx planner that takes you through that whole experience and says, this is the minimum amount of time for this phase. This is the minimum amount of time for that next phase so that you never wonder what your next step is and you never feel like, oh my goodness, I have to give my event next week and I'm not fully memorized or something like that. So you can find that at Right Cat Creative, R-I-G-H-T, catcreative.com slash TEDx planner. So that's the first place. I really encourage you to go download that um, for some peace of mind as you start the process. And then as far as where you can hang out with me, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my favorite social media to hang out on. And that's just under my name, Kathleen Melvin, C-A-T-H-L-Y-N. And I'm the only Kathleen Melvin in the world. So you'll be able to find me there. Same thing on Facebook. My personal profile is public. So you can find that. And I'm also on Instagram at rightcat creative nice 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 um so you guys download the the tedx planner Uh, i definitely gonna check it out uh super exciting and yeah we're gonna add all the the links in in the show notes and if you guys felt this was 
butt kicking <laughs> for you and you got some insights, I would love for you to screenshot this episode and uh, post it on your IG stories and tag me and Kat um, and tell us what was that? Oh, I'm going to do this. And Kat really like opened my mind. Um, share with us. We would love to hear from you. And also when you go, Kathleen, you are also uh, launching your program in 2023, right? So tell us a little bit about that. And if you will be following Kat, she will be launching the program and probably you will be first to know if you you get the TEDx planner because you're going to be on her email list. So tell us a little bit about the program as well. So right now I work with clients one-on-one and I take them through the whole process. I guide them through their idea generation, figuring out what events are right for them, customizing those applications, and then getting your ideas down on paper, writing and editing the script, memorizing it, getting it up on its feet and ready for that final performance. So that whole thing happens within my one-on-one program. And I'm taking that curriculum that I take my one-on-one clients through and I'm putting it into a group coaching program. So that will launch in Q1 of 2023 and it will have resources to take you through that whole process from the very, very beginning to the very final performance. And then it'll also have live coaching calls where you can come on, you can ask me questions, you can say, hey, I'm working on this section of my application, give it a read and give me your feedback. Or I've memorized this chunk of my script. Can I stand Can I stand up and perform it for you? And you can give me delivery feedback. So wherever you are in your process, it's going to be totally self-paced to get you through and you can really customize it based on how you approach those those coaching calls and and what you ask for help on. So it'll be a a six-month program, but you'll have also the option then to continue on um, if you're needing that extra support afterward. Wow, that is super, super exciting. I'm I'm super excited mm-hmm. for this. Like, I just love this journey and um, I love what you're doing and how you're approaching mm-hmm. things. And I know that you're a pro um, and yeah, I'm super excited. Thank you so much for can being- I Can I share yes. <laughs> with, before we go? Can I share with you too? Um, I just figured out what the name of it is going to be. And the name of the program is going to be Amplify because it's about amplifying your message. It's about amplifying your business. It's about amplifying your influence. There's so much we're going to amplify through that program. And I'm super excited about it. Well, I am super excited to get people amplified. (laughs) Um, And I'm just really, really, really excited for everything. Um, Thank you so much, uh, Kathleen, for for being guest and really sharing these tangible and and really, really concrete steps on on how people can get on their TEDx and um, beyond that, if they can want to You are so welcome. So, so good. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I I don't know, maybe we're going to have part three. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Definitely. We are in in each other's circles. So thank you so much. And uh, guys, speak to you soon.
Thank you so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I am sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.